everybody. Welcome to Bamfcast Extra. It is episode 188. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It should be like episode 65 or 65,000. I don't know. No way to no way to make that happen. Yeah. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. We're back. Uh-huh. Uh, also back. Democracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took a bit of a break. <laughs> so, yeah. We decided to bring it back. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Uh yeah, what that means is the uh, the poll, the Patreon poll is back, uh, and and now the listeners get to choose what we watch again, mm-hmm. uh, since we're back on a regular schedule. So uh, this week, the overwhelming favorite in the poll, like one of the most runaway polls we've had in quite some time, uh, 1985's Transylvania 65000, which uh, despite Harlow and I being a big fan of, of 80s movies and such, uh, neither of us had seen it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's just one of those elusive like saw the video store thing a billion mm-hmm. times and just it never ended up coming home. No, it was always like ah this this wrestling tape is here too. I'll take that home instead. <laughs> yeah, so I I had some misconceptions about this movie. I guess over the years I thought maybe it had like a budget. Yeah, I had misconceptions that it might be good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the biggest yeah. misconception I ever had. Um because I mean the, the the poster the video cover poster that you know uh, quote unquote haunted me for years of that thing of like mm-hmm. I should probably see that maybe um, yeah. is very Mel Brooks Brooks ish I mean mm-hmm. it kind of looks like the Young Frankenstein silent movie which is almost the same poster uh, you know thing and it's right. it's kind of got that vibe of like yeah this looks like a a wacky eighties horror comedy not in the mm-hmm. Evil Dead vein but in that like bleh you know vein you know <laughs> right. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, the writer-director is uh, Mel Brooks's writing partner. Okay. He wrote Silent Movie, uh, I, wrote I guess High he, Anxiety, I, wrote I feel a like bunch if, of those. I if he wrote Silent Movie, he wrote all the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, l- let's just go ahead and get this part out of now uh-huh. uh, and go ahead and offend the people who this is a beloved motion picture for them. This is not a good motion picture. No. This is this is a as far as movies go, this is bad. Yeah. Um really, it just really in terms bad. of like making a movie and telling a story and peppering it with jokes, mm-hmm. it's bad. It doesn't now, do any of those. <laughs> yeah. Now, I I think I I think you'll come to find out that Harlow is going to be a lot harsher on this movie than I am. I had a mild tolerance for this movie. Mm-hmm. I think Harlow was like, "Man, fuck this thing into the sun." Um, yeah, so hopefully it would die like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 plot, which is just the most basic ass thing ever, is that there is a tabloid newspaper run by Norman Fell who sends two reporters, Jeff Goldblum and Ed Begley Jr., to Transylvania because they have received like this found footage Frankenstein tape and... They have, he's like, go get me the Frankenstein. He's obviously in Transylvania because <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. apparently Transylvania just means the hub of all of movie monsters. Uh-huh. And Ed Begley Jr., who is Norman Fell's son, is just like, yeah, sure, let's go do this. And and Jeff Goldblum is like, this entire thing is fucking stupid. Well, I mean, he's immediately one of those characters is <laughs> like, I, I can't believe I'm working for a tabloid. Which, mm-hmm. uh, wait, actually, isn't that his character in The Big Chill? I might be, yeah. I'm pretty sure he works for a tabloid. Or no, I think it's like a tabloid uh, uh, TV station. And mm. he's like, I I want to be a real reporter. I, I don't remember if it's TV or, or print. But it's probably print. 
Yeah, he's the same character. Yeah. Because, yeah, no, the whole conflict is like when fucking Tom Berenger, when they meet up, because, like, apparently his paper wrote some bad thing about, you know, his TJ Hooker character. And so he's just like, hey, fuck you, Jeff Goldblum. And then he's like, I didn't write it, you know, like, I want to write a novel and shit. But anyway, like, it's the same. He's playing the same character. He's the same guy. And this basically allows Jeff Goldblum for three-fourths of the movie to be like, everything that's happening is stupid. Mm -hmm. You, my friend, are stupid. Everything that's going on here is stupid. This movie is stupid. I can't believe I'm in this movie. That's how he comes across for most of it. It's just like... I can't believe I'm in this. Uh-huh. Um, which is which is fair. Okay, so like, yes, you're absolutely right. I loathe this movie, and I, <laughs> I mean, other than us needing to produce content, I would be satisfied with the Leonard Malton review, uh, <laughs> yes. the famous one, uh, because it's true. Uh, where it was just playing the Glenn Miller song, substituting in Pennsylvania for Transylvania, uh, mm-hmm. and then he just goes stinks, and that was the fucking end of it. And it's that's all this movie deserves. But like, I I, I felt. I felt like my uh, my bias got confirmed when I did a little research. I was like, what the fuck is this? And how did anyone put this out and think it was finished or good or for public consumption? And the backstory yeah. is, is that Dow Chemical had money in Yugoslavia. And Yugoslavia was like, no, we have a thing where you can't convert it out of rubles or whatever we use. <laughs> and so they were like, well, fuck, we'll, film, <laughs> we'll, we'll fund filming something in Yugoslavia. And then we can export yeah. that and sell it. And somehow they made a profit still. You know, yeah. Step three still happens for some strange reason. But well, I mean, like this is literally like a, an Uwe Boll tax shelter, but, it, you know, like currency exchange thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is fucking this is garbage. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm just being like this is Mano's Hands of Fate, which was also like produced by like a fertilizer company. You know, like it's like <laughs> these are just fucking weird ass things that like shouldn't exist. And I mean, the only thing you can say about this is like they were somehow like, hey, come to Yugoslavia four people that you've heard of. I mean, <laughs> five, maybe five, five probably, but I mean, there's I, well, several okay. other actors. Like one, one thing I will say about this movie is that if you are a child of the eighties, if you were paying any attention to things in the eighties, everyone in this is somebody. That's true. <laughs> like their fame may have stopped in the eighties, but like the cast is pretty ridiculous in terms of just like, getting all these people on a plane to go to Yugoslavia to make a tax tax dodge movie. Now I'm not saying it's huge stars or anything. I'm just saying everyone in it, at least to me is someone notable, mm-hmm. um, growing up consuming media in the eighties. So, but yeah, I mean, to be fair, like Norman fell, I mean, unless I, you know, I don't think he went to Yugoslavia. His, his part is like in an office somewhere. I don't, <laughs> right. you know, so like, and also he's in one scene. That's why yes. it's like special appearance by, but right. you know, otherwise it's like, you've got Gina Davis. So yet another mm-hmm. pairing of Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis. Uh, yep. But I, I, I didn't know she was in this movie. So like, you know, I, cause I only ever saw the two of them on the cover. And so I was like, Oh, it's another pairing of them. I didn't realize just how many times they work together. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what, what Jeffrey Jones is in this, Carol Kane's yep. in this. Uh, uh, I mean, that's... Michael Richards. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I yeah I forgot about him. But yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. How could you forget about the <laughs> always charming, not shticky Michael Richards? <laughs> Look, I I famously went on a rant about when he showed up on comedians in cars getting coffee about him being truly sorry. You know, for for his incident, but I'm I'm still uh-huh. not going to go with the always <laughs> charming. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to use that as an adjective for him yet. I mean, repentant. Fine. I will go. I will go with. But uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's here's my thing about 
either visiting or revisiting 80s movies. And this has become like a tried and true thing with me is that 80s movies that I saw as a kid a whole bunch of times just hold up because of nostalgia. They are just like, I saw, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some 80s movies that are really good. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, if I revisit a shitty 80s movie that I loved to death as a kid, very rarely do I come away from it and go, oh no, that's actually bad. Yes. How, however, in in a case like Transylvania 65000, when I do this, when I like, oh, I never saw that 80s movie, I should see it. My reaction every single time is like, oh, no, this is garbage. Like, why did this happen? This should not have happened. And it's I it's just a weird thing in my brain that I don't it. it most of it is, is nostalgia fueled. And I get that. But the thing about this movie is that. OK, so there's two things about it. One is that. There are no scripted jokes in this movie. It is up to the cast to try their hardest to make their best shtick happen mm -hmm. in a scene. Like, there, there's nothing scripted in this movie that's any, remotely even resembles a joke. It is up to the cast in each and every scene to try to milk it somehow and get a laugh. And that's bad. That's bad comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is, it, it, this is hacky, like, you know, uh, fucking vaudeville just... <laughs> Cat, more like Catskills bullshit. I'm just saying, like, this is like, I mean, that, that's the thing about this movie is I'm I'm trying to figure it out because the vibe is practically like someone was like, hey, let's do a Abbott and Costello meet all the monsters movie because that's mm -hmm. kind of the 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 hokey level of of shtick that you you know you get from something like that. But then it's like peppered in with other just absurdist. Like, 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 almost like they were going for the Saturday Night Live sketch that goes on for too long and somehow becomes funny vibe, but it just never happens even once in this movie. Like, I, I'm gonna, I, I didn't even snicker at a single fucking thing in this entire movie. I, okay. that's how, like, I, like that, that, that's how unfunny I found everything. Like, cause, okay. like, I, while part of me appreciates the nearly uh, uh, concussion inducing stunts that <laughs> Michael Richards is attempting to do, they're also not funny because he's just. <laughs> He's like your, he's like your, uh, you know, your uncle, you know, like when you were three, it's like, watch this. I want to make my finger disappear. He's just like that <laughs> level of like, okay, get the, like, even at three, you're like, get the fuck away from me, Uncle Leo. You know, like, <laughs> like, like you're creepy. Um, and yeah. so like, it's just, it's not funny because it's all just, you could see like the cast just going like, we're still rolling. Like this is, <laughs> this is what we're going well, with. There, there was one. There was one scene where Michael Richards was going on so long that Jeff Goldblum just started laughing. Like obviously a broken take just started laughing. Mm -hmm. Like not because Jeff Goldblum throughout this is supposed to be pissed off. Mm -hmm. um, so I look. I will say that Jeff Goldblum being pissed off entertained me. I will say that whatever the hell Carol Kane is doing, her gleeful stupidity in this made me smile. And there's there's one thing Michael Richards does. There are two things that Michael Richards does that made me laugh, but one of them might have actually been a scripted joke. Um, so, like, the, the one thing where he's going on and on making Ed Begley Jr. smell things is just picking up ashtrays and things like, smell this, smell good? Yes, you like it. <laughs> he just kept doing that. The other thing is just a dumb bit where they open a door and he's on one of those mechanical things that you see in front of grocery stores. You put a quarter in and it just rocks back and forth. And he's just yeah. in it like a broom closet writing this thing. And they ask him what he's doing. And he says, meditating. <laughs> he's just sitting on this dumb thing going back and forth. I, that line made me laugh, but 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, so, like, it, the the story is non-existent. The jokes are non-existent. It it's it's for a spooky movie. A lot of it takes place during the day, yes. which seems like yep. why. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, they even like we're in a place where there's semi gothic ar- architecture. Yeah. And it's and just they like, use, like none of it. Nah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like we couldn't afford lights, so we got to use natural light. I yeah. mean, the, the basic story is, is like they go investigating the entire town laughs like, ha, ha, ha. like, you know, I thought there was going to be a funny ongoing joke and it just dies immediately. Right. Where, you know, like, because <laughs> he goes up to like the, the concierge at the hotel is like, hey, or Ed Begley Jr. does and is like, hey, uh, you know anything about Frankenstein's? And then it's just because this game of telephone <laughs> where everyone in the whole fucking town is laughing at him for asking about Frankenstein's and yeah. like some la- random lady in the street passes him. And I, I, I was like. I thought that was going to be a running joke that I, I could almost get behind the like, you know, pe- random people just coming up going, ha ha Frankenstein. Cause I was just thinking like, man, that'd be amazing. If you ever meet Ed Bagley jr. Just to walk up, laugh at him and go Frankenstein and then walk away. And yeah, but anyway, but yeah, no, aside from the one lady on the street, it nope, dies. That, that the, dies. The joke dies right there. Yeah. So, yeah. but like, they start investigating. Everyone laughs at them, and then they stumble in because we didn't even mention like Jeff Goldblum immediately is like, "Hey, an American lady on the bus. All right, uh, uh-huh. I, you know, like I'm I'm still gonna be creepy to you, even though you got like a five year old daughter or whatever. <laughs> like it's like right in front of the daughter. It's just, it's it's weird. Like I I, I don't know. Like you know." He's shop, trying to shoplift the pootie from a single mom. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Okay, so this other joke works okay, too, because Jeff Goldblum is like, he tells that Begley Jr., he's like, go play with that kid. And he's like, I don't want to play with that kid. And so he sends Ed Begley Jr. to distract the kid, and then, like, Jeff Goldblum goes and talks to her, and then the next shot is just Ed Begley swinging this kid around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, now I'm playing with this child, so. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were going to go with the angle of like, hey, get away from her, you creepy man. Like, you know, like you sell out his friend. Like, I, I don't know. Like, this this is just, look, in, in the past, like, I, wait, I was explaining the plot, plot. Let me finish doing uh-huh. that before I keep sure. getting, getting on my stuff. So, like, they stumble into basically that the actual plot is that there's a Sicilian doctor who has defected to this country yep. and is... I mean, I'm just going to spoil the whole very end. It's like, you know, first it's like, oh, he's making the monsters and, you know, he's... Some kind of weird uh, quasi-Italian, you know, Dr. Frankenstein, uh, you know, but then it's just, no, he's actually doing all good things and all these people are misunderstood uh, mm-hmm. because it's just like, hey, you know, the Frankenstein guy was like way, way worse off and I fixed him as best I could to make him so that you wouldn't cower in terror at his visage. Uh, the wolf, it, it wolf basically man, is just it's just local government corruption. Yeah. He's just he's helping people that the government is putting into asylums and right. stealing the the government funding that they're supposed to get for these people to be taken care of. Right. It's basically all that all that's happening yeah and it's just like hey the wolf band is like got the what is it hyper alopecia or whatever like it's yeah. you know hair grows everywhere alopecia is the opposite you have no right yeah whatever it is superpecia <laughs> yeah superpecia <laughs> <laughs> uberpecia uh um but yeah and then like gina davis is just a slut <laughs> I, I don't know like she's she's supposed to be this vampire lady but it's just like they keep calling her a slut for some reason, even though it's just like she's hot Fred Bagley Jr. and wears practically no clothing, which is the only thing I kind of appreciated about this movie. Um, it's a pretty good outfit. Yeah, but then it's just like, you know, she had a nose job and she still thinks she's ugly or something, and it's clearly not the case. And mm-hmm. and it's just like, for some reason, it's, it's literally as dumb as like, hey, take those fake vampire teeth out. <laughs> You're not a vampire at all. And it's just like, what, what, you know, happy ending. Like, 
I, what? <laughs> I am now. Now I'm back to the editorial stuff. So like, it's funny that you say <laughs> that this person had anything to do with Mel Brooks because like, all I could think of is like, man, we have we have ragged on Spaceballs. Like, don't get this wrong. We we grew up and have all seen Spaceballs a billion times, but we rag on Spaceballs as being such a first draft movie because it kind of is. This mm-hmm. is a fucking no draft movie. Like yep. because you they didn't even fucking write it and like by by comparison like Spaceballs has three dozen hilarious things that just the problem with Spaceballs is like it's just jokes strung together with the, with the barest of narratives you know and that's yeah. the problem like you know especially compared to like Young Frankenstein you know or Blazing Saddles or any of the like uh, better movies basically it's just like uh, we wrote the jokes and I don't know Star Wars in between like you you've seen Star <laughs> Wars you'll figure it out like you know right. it's just it's such a first draft movie but like this is. I take everything bad about Spaceballs I've ever said because by comparison, you know, Spaceballs is a goddamn masterpiece. I mean, yes. Spaceballs, by comparison, is Young Frankenstein, which I think is one of the most perfect comedies of all time. Yes. You know, like, I mean, and that's the thing is like, I I just can't. We, we have said that like comedy, bad comedy is is just to me is like intolerable. I mean, like I what what is there to, to enjoy in bad comedy? And and the thing is, it's like. I I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say like historically I have no love for Abbott and Costello and that kind of bullshit comedy I I don't like I mean like when I was real little I liked Three Stooges but like as an adult I'm like yeah that's fucking basic and you know okay so they're doing some okay stunts and dumb shit but like I can't really as a fully formed brained adult still appreciate the Three Stooges you know Martin and Lewis sure. like I can't get behind this kind of like sanitized bullshit you know. <laughs> 40s 50s 60s morality you know whitewash america comedy because like comedy is supposed to be subversive and it can't just mm-hmm. be like fat guy fell down haha <laughs> that's like that that's not funny like comedy is subversive so when you ma- have this like broad mainstream comedy it's not fucking funny at all like mm-hmm. i mean there's mm-hmm. nothing to be said there and like mel brooks is like the king of subversive comedy you know the, the eternal argument of can you make Bla- could you make blazing saddles now you know that that whole thing it's like right he's like constantly pushed the bounds of comedy but young frankenstein is like a a fucking masterpiece of a movie not just like in a comedy like it's a really really well-made movie too and it's Mm -hmm. like i i just can't understand like if this exists like why would you ever like i i don't i'm not mad that i've seen it now one time i will never ever watch this movie again when i could just watch young frankenstein again or you know anything <laughs> like any other comedy is fucking better than this there, like there's <laughs> there's nothing to me to be gleaned oh. from this movie well i i mean oh, i texted let, let me let me show you some uh, movies no, no 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 all right like it just i'm saying like they're this is like to me i i texted about midway through this movie and i was like oh it turns out the movie i always thought i kind of wanted to see was basically just 80s zoolander 2 you know or twolander whatever you want to call it because that's what this fucking is like like zoolander 2 is so painfully unfunny just like the jay and silent bob reboot thing like these things are just so painfully unfunny i like i do not understand how you can glean any joy out of it like, mm-hmm. I mean, even in both of those other examples, there's probably something that I just kind of like, all right, this movie sucks, but that was funny. Like, just mm-hmm. some visual, like like Billy Zane transporting into a rocket and flying away. You know, like, <laughs> there's some there's some funny imagery inside of Zoolander 2. There's fucking nothing other than, like, Gina Davis looking hot in, like, a Vampirilla outfit. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's just, like, this movie sucks. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I mean... The, the the worst thing a comedy can be is unfunny mm-hmm. and it makes sitting through it harder when 
you can see people trying to be funny and your your brain is just like, no, this is absolutely 100% not funny. You are wasting my time. Mm-hmm. I am very angry now. Yeah. That That's a common reaction. And unfortunately, a lot of this movie is that. Um, like, man, once the, once the scientist dude shows up and it just becomes a 10-minute just... He's unhinged and is just barking orders at everybody and being weird, and it just keeps going and going. And I'm just like, there's not even jokes here. This is just him yelling. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like these people saw like Doctor Strange Love and stuff, and Peter Sellers, and we're like, I can do that. It's like, no, yeah, <laughs> you're Peter Sellers with a C. Like, you mm-hmm. you suck. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like you read you read in the trivia section of IMDb like that that first scene with uh Carol Kane and and John Biner when they are making the the food or whatever like the script just said they prepare the food mm-hmm. and it said the two of them came up with like the 5 minutes of of shtick that they were doing and that's you that's not efficient that's you can't no i mean it's like watching improv comedy which we've established is the worst thing you can go do <laughs> <laughs> And then it, it sucks. <laughs> it, it, yes. Well documented. Yeah. I mean, no. it's just like, it's, it's... I, I want to be like the director in the back, like 9-11, you know? <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. Stop ruining our improv show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I, I obviously, I can't hide it. I, I hated this movie, so. I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I, I was immediately let down by how cheap it was, but just by looking, I was just like, oh no. And then once you realize that they didn't know what they were doing, I just felt bad for everyone involved, mm-hmm. especially because, you know, a lot of them have gone on to be a lot more famous since. And it's just like, this is probably one of those things they will never acknowledge they made. <laughs> I did think, all right, so not funny, but just like, I, I now. It's sort of like how you once you realize that F. Gary Gray is going to stick a line from Friday in all of his other movies. It's like now mm-hmm. I have to figure out if this has always happened and I'm just now noticing it. But Carol Kane says almost the same line from The Princess Bride. It's like, yes. I'm, I'm not a whatever. I'm your wife. You know, and it was I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, is that her thing? Does she secretly say something like that in every movie or thing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, yeah, I just I, I mean, I'm going to give this four bags because like, okay. I'm still not going to give it five because like at the end of the day, like it's still all right filmed, you know, like it's it's still a watchable thing. Like, you know, it, it, this is the kind of thing like if they had decided to film at night, it actually would have been worse because they probably wouldn't have lit it correctly <laughs> and things like that. And, w- and then it would be like, oh, this is unwatchable. But yeah. it's like you still have actors who aren't completely incompetent like i'm saying we have seen things where it's just like oh no like you went down Uh to a local community college and put up a flyer and said come be in this kung fu movie and it's like shit you know like this is at least still actors like trying you know so i'm saying like it it can't get to that like oh god this is the worst thing i've ever seen level yeah i mean i there are comedies that i have seen where you see someone who is obviously some sort of local talent some sort of local dj or something mm-hmm. whose only appearance ever in film is in this one movie and they're so convinced that they are funny that they are just going for it and that is the worst thing to ever see is mm-hmm. someone who you've never seen before or since going for it and you're just like dude you're not funny please stop 
it's different in this case because all of these people have done things before and after that are way better. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of look at it and go, well, yeah, okay, I guess maybe there's a hint of something good in there. Like, maybe they were like, hey, Kramer, do that, but, like, tone it down 90%. <laughs> Well, I just, I mean, like, I'm thinking of things that are, st- like, other comedies from the 80s are not particularly well regarded. Like, I like Amazon Women on the Moon. That is not, sure. like, one that, like, generally people are like, oh, yeah, that movie, you know, like, Kentucky Fried movie people still like. But that one's like, right. eh, it's the less good version of that. But, like, Ed Bagley Jr.'s Invisible Man thing in that is, like, yes. way funnier than anything he fucking does in this movie. You know, everything about that. And it's And it's also, like, a black and white. <laughs> and it's crazy because it's, like, if you're going to spoof this, ch- like... That obviously moved that movie costs nothing. Just turn the get some black and white film, make yeah. it look like, you know, the old Universal Monster movie things and, and go to town. Like that's yeah. that's that's I mean, if there was a you know, if there was an acceptable time for the Abbott and Costello thing, it's like, yeah, it was deep in the middle of the Universal Monster Mania, you know, or it's like, oh well, you know, I've seen the serious versions of these. Let's go watch the you know, our version of the scary movies at the time right. version of these. Right. And and the, about the same level of comedy, you know, like the inconsistent, but every once in a while you're like, All right, yeah, that's really fucking funny, but I had to sit through forty five minutes of bullshit, wah, 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 you know, jokes to get to it. You know, but like I just, I just yeah. Like I, there yep. will always be a, a place for like the the broad humor, and you know now we're in the whatever blank 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 movie, you know, like level of spoof. You uh-huh. know, I'm just saying, like it will always that kind of humor will always be there to like be this baseline. Like ah, you remember that, right? That was funny, and that's that's fucking Abbott and Costello, and this is like not even a, as good a version of that. It's like let's let's update and do do the formula for a thing that didn't work particularly well at the time anyway like like it's to me this is like if someone was like you know what 30 years from now catch the superhero or movie you know like or uh uh Uh, yeah yeah. like remake (laughs) like man remember when those were really good like (laughs) whoo yeah yeah look at meet meet the spartans remake 2039 (laughs) man yeah i'm I'm saying like that's what transylvania 6 5000 feels like where it's just like Nobody was asking you to remake that. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I could have done if I was tasked with going to Yugoslavia and f- filming a tax dodge, but I would like to think it would have been better than this. I, w- I would have maybe been like, look at these cool buildings. Let You can obviously do something cool here. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Um, I, I mean, or just make an actual fucking horror movie. <laughs> like, there's sure. no reason to make it funny. I don't know. Like... Horror movies yeah. are good because they're cheap, you know, like, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I wasn't angry at it. I, I'm still going to give it a single bag. I, I, I thought maybe I could recommend it, but I don't think I can. Um, there's, <laughs> there's one other line at the end. Um, so the, the Wolfman is Donald Gibb, who is Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. And there's at one point where they're like, see, I'm, I'm helping fix him. And he lifts up his shirt and he has just like this little patch of hair that's gone. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, I can go to the beach now. <laughs> that line made me laugh. I don't know. All right. um, there, there's there's three or four things in here where I legit laughed at. And I I admire the fact that everyone is trying really hard. Even though they're failing, they're trying really hard. Um, like like. 98% of what Michael Richards is doing is so unbelievably unfunny, but I'm looking at him and I go, well, I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, 
I think that when I look at politicians, <laughs> everything you're doing is terrible, but I couldn't do that. <laughs> I think that's different. I, oh. I think it's like I wouldn't want to do that. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know if I would want to do a five-minute bit where I'm pretending to slip on a banana peel either, but... Um, yeah, that's actually something that happens in this. <laughs> He's just like, check this out. <laughs> yep, sure does. That that does happen. Uh, also, yeah. like just from a continuity standpoint, like it, it's sure. really annoying to me that like they're trying to wrap up this movie all you know happy and like, oh, see, the freaks aren't really freaks, and we were just being prejudiced or whatever. But they never explain what happened to the the, the pretzel guy. Like, why? What was his story? Oh, right. he's, he's never brought up as to like we explain why there's this weird aquatic lizard pretzel guy <laughs> like yeah yeah i mean other than just like you know contortionist but like why the fuck was he hanging out in the pond and grabbing at bagley jr's crotch like i mean like that does and also that's not even really explained it's just like you have to like go like i guess that was the pretzel guy that grabbed his crotch you know like because it's yeah, the only why... the only monster not accounted for here in the end or whatever like yeah. Why was he hanging out underwater? Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you know, like did, I didn't, didn't yeah, even see I think, like a reed, like, you know, doing the Robin Hood thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's weird. Maybe like, at the last minute they lost their fake creature from the Black Lagoon <laughs> thing. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh it's bad. Yeah. It, I'm sorry everybody. It it uh, you know, if this is one of your childhood favorites, maybe watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> maybe take a fresh look at it and go you know what there are better movies from the 80s that that hold up yeah um, or just anytime really I mean. sure yeah i mean yes you could you could watch anything literally i but, mean uh, uh, it is on amazon prime if you want to play the home game oh yeah oh. so uh just saying it's it's there check that out yeah yeah that's where I watched it. I know we have a disc somewhere, but I was just like, I, I was like, you is this? Bother. Well, I was like, is this on any stream? Oh, there it is. It's an HD. That's fine. Okay, <laughs> that cool. requires less effort. I mean, I, 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 I put as much effort into watching this movie as they did into making it. So you know, it all works out in the end. There you go. Yeah. Put that on the new box. <laughs> put. The... <laughs> yeah. I take it back. The, the, there was one little bit of comedy, uh, or you know, one thing about this that was subversive. As I was saying, that you know, comedy is supposed to be subversive. There is one uh-huh. thing about this that was subversive. It subverted my expectations that it was going to be funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess it it, it accomplished that. <laughs> yeah. So well played. I guess that's why it well didn't played. get five bags. Yeah. The <laughs> the other uh, creature not shown was a troll. <laughs> Well, yeah. uh, speaking of the opposite of not being successful. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Transegvania of 65,000. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So uh, things that do make money, mm-hmm. uh, patreon.com slash bmfcast. Like I said, democracy is back. You, you pay your way in. <laughs> Which is. Uh-huh. Totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, every week there are going to be four or five movies to pick from, and uh, maybe this week you'll do better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, now you just shifted the blame back to the. I don't blame anyone for voting for this. No, I don't either. I don't at all. Just... I mean, like, they, you know, so, I, I blame the people that made this, not the people that voted for this. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I want Harlow to be happy next week, so. Not going to happen. Pick something on the list that that looks good, and let us watch that instead. We already, we already did the Last Dragon, so I don't know what you're gonna pick. 
<laughs> just, that that yeah. makes me happy. That movie okay. makes me happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, patreon.com slash BMFcast. Go there. Uh, if you're, if you're getting this late on the, on the main feed or somewhere else, that's how the magic happens. That, mm-hmm. that's, that's yep. what keeps us going. So, uh, appreciate that. Appreciate you. Appreciate everybody. Um, uh, don't appreciate this movie, but, uh, eh, it, it happened. Can't, can't change it. Nope. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, we'll be back next week with your choice, whatever that may be. Until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Babcast Extra Out. <laughs> yeah.